Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 18th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we is the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is indeed a freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. You know we're live six days a week, two hours a day. Spread the love. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. A quick recap of yesterday's show is in order because the topics are so critical, so underreported that it's worth a little bit of repetition to make sure you don't miss a single headline. We had our guest on, Mr. Eldon Stahl. He's the field coordinator for the John Birch Society. JBS.org, thenewamerican.com, doing a phenomenal job as always. We also had our guest on, Brian Rust of RustQuinnandGift.com, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about the Honest Money Report. We told you that silver and gold down a little bit. Gold, $1,939.90. Silver, $25.36. That's the spot price, but you can't buy either of them for that kind of a price if you take possessions of the metals, ladies and gentlemen. Inflation rampant all over the country, all over the world as tensions with Russia continues to escalate. Fed raises key short-term interest rates, one quarter percent. Wow. They say to battle inflation that's at a 40-year high, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, They say it's the first increase in three years, and they're forecasting six more hikes this year alone. And believe it or not, they're forecasting another four hikes in 2023. The unconstitutional Federal Reserve is absolutely out of control, creating moral hazard like you would not believe, ladies and gentlemen. The central bank, believe it or not, belligerently also sharply boosted its, quote, inflation forecast while lowering its economic growth. Wow. Increased inflation, less growth, interest rate hikes everywhere now. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe the interest is fine. I believe we arbitrarily manipulated it, low created the moral hazard we're now trying to stem or stop. The truth is the interest rate should fluctuate freely on the market like everything else. Whenever we meddle with it, we create moral hazard, to say the least. Rising gas prices present new, quote, crime of opportunity. Thieves all over the country now are starting to steal gas. And you know how they said, oh, man, in the 70s people stole gas, so we put these locks on your gas tank caps and everything else. Now they're just saying, hey, it's too hard to get into your gas cap. They've made all kinds of defense mechanisms for it. So now what they do is they just get into your car, drill a hole in your gas tank, suck everything out, and leave. And now you're gasless. Plus, you've got to fix your gas tank. Many say that it costs around $1,000 <laughs> to deal with a gas tank, quote, puncture, if you will. Gas prices, 
out of control. 575 is the average in California. And 4.32 nationwide. It is out of control. All, all caused by, everybody would say, Biden, you did this. See, I think that's a short-sighted discussion. I think all presidents since 1913, all Congress sessions since 1913 did this. All of them backed the unconstitutional Federal Reserve. All of them backed dishonest, fraudulent money. And they've done so for 100 years. And now the cows are coming home to roost. That's the reality check, ladies and gentlemen. It used to be that Nixon uh, pegged the price of gold at $35. Now you can't even peg silver at $35. A one-ounce silver eagle silver round created by your United States Treasury in 2022 that says $1 on it costs $37 to get one of those beautiful babies in your hands, right? See what I'm talking about? Out of control. Um, You know, I jokingly said, wait till copper needs to be pegged at $35. Wow, nickel skyrocketing as well as Russia decides to give some, quote, economic sanctions of their own, if you will. Biden's collapse of the dollar, ladies and gentlemen, looms large. Ben Armstrong wrote an article in The New American basically saying, hey, China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, others are moving away from the dollar. You got to wonder why. They're sick of the United States being the big bully on the global stage. They're sick of the petrodollar uh, and oil leading the world's currency. Why should they go along with that? We're melting down. We're a hostile nation. We're a hegemonist belligerence across the world, and people are sick of us thinking we're the world's police everywhere, that we hold the moral high ground, that we're somehow righteous and above other nations. We've lost our status as we've turned our backs on God Almighty and embraced dishonest money and everything else dishonest really stems from that core dishonest center of every transaction, right? U.S.-funded bioweapons in the Ukraine, believe it or not, and criminal evidence now is exposed in Pfizer docs. We talked about that. That was only one hour of Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about Watch the 9-11 Press for Truth. It's a documentary Believe it or not, it's on Amazon Prime Video right now. Anyway, that documents a lot of what's going on. We talked about speaking from Kev. Mr. Zelensky spoke to Congress. Virtually goes to Washington, if you will. Begged for us to shut down oil trade entirely. Joe Biden announced $800 million more money in security assistance to the Ukraine after the Ukrainian president spoke to Congress. Where does Joe get that kind of money, ladies and gentlemen? Criminal activity everywhere. Go look at your supreme law, the land, the Constitution. The purse strings are held by the House of Representatives, primarily Congress. But I guess if you have dishonest money for over 100 years, making money out of thin air, if you jettison the constitutional currency, gold and silver, the next step is just to let one man, the president, just do whatever he wants with money and have Congress flat out sightline, right? See, those are the lies that we accept in America. We don't fire our congressmen and senators. We keep them in place. We don't fire our president. We keep him in place. We love this tyranny. We love this moral hazard misappropriation of funds everywhere. If we don't love it, why do we continue to embrace it, ladies and gentlemen? We could get rid of the House. Yeah, that's right. 435 members of the House in one election cycle if we wanted to. But no, we just run around and go, oh, there's vote fraud. 
I'm really mad there's vote in mail, vote by mail. Why don't you go to every single precinct in America and sue? Demand accountability, force under the penalty of perjury affidavits uh, asserting the truth or not. Now Russian leaders, some of them, a very limited few, but it's the talk is started, if you will. We want Alaska back from the United States, says Russian lawmaker Oleg Mikheyev. He says, as well as we want the Antarctic, he said, we discovered it, so it belongs to us. Now, Bob Unruh, WND, wrote that article highlighting that concern. You can laugh at it and go, it's a joke, it's laughable, but you know what, ladies and gentlemen? If they assert that, it could get very dicey quick as they escalate war literally everywhere in the world at this point, right? You either got a coronavirus and you got to be locked down or you better march off to war. By the way, would a Democrat-run federal government ever give Alaska to Russia? You'd think the answer is no, of course not, but the answer might be yes. The Democrats are flat-out crazy. Chinese secret police now targeted U.S. Army vet on American soil and attempted to interfere in election. Yeah, that's according to the DOJ. Andrew Thornburg wrote the article. We really have a problem, folks. Chinese secret police and their agents are stalking, harassing, intimidating, and conspiring to commit violence against pro-democracy activists and Chinese dissidents right here on American soil. That's according to three new criminal cases that were sealed but then unsealed. Uh, The Department of Justice highlighting this. So you literally have spies on American soil now. U.S. federal prosecutors accused Chinese government agents of trying to spy on and intimidate dissidents living in the United States, including a congressional candidate. Yeah, five people are charged with this. And I submit to you that it's way more. Because remember Eric Swalwell's affair with the Chinese spy compromises U.S. intel? This congressman literally slept with a Chinese spy. Everybody found out about it, but no accountability. Now you find these five, and you find that all these indictments and uh, all these cases were, what, buried? (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. They're all secret. Your government withholds anything from you that it wants to keep quiet. So there's spies all over this country, ladies and gentlemen. But who's the bigger spy on We the People? The Justice Department in bed with the FBI, in bed with the President of the United States, calling parents terrorists? Or your Chinese flavor spy, right? There's a book that's written about this called China, The Deep State's Trojan Horse in America. Author um, is Arthur Thompson. ShopJBS.org if you want to get a copy of that book and get caught up in a hurry. We also talked about the Saudis in potential deal with China that would topple the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency. Wow, weren't the Saudis our friends? <laughs> There's also a new video out about Hunter Biden tells prostitute about how he lost another laptop to drug dealers. So he's lost more than one laptop, ladies and gentlemen. Who's worse, Hunter or the Chinese? Liberty Roundtable. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Every move we seem to be making in America is agitating towards inflation, war, lockdown of the American people, tyranny for we the people, but yet escalated war around the world. It seems like we've lost our collective minds, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, um, Chris Carlson with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Amen to that age-old advice, but as relevant today as it can get, walk softly and carry a big stick, Chris. Yep, that's an African proverb that was uh, popularized by one of our presidents, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. <clears throat> Although at the time we were not engaged in war, it's good advice for any presidential administration, including our own, right now, <clears throat> because we're doing anything but walking softly. We're pointing the finger of blame and shame at Russia for doing the same thing, Sam, that we did in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, big time in Syria, and uh, to a degree in, in um, I, oh, I meant Libya, and then in Syria. And then what, what moral authority now do we have in pointing the finger of blame at Russia and imposing these sanctions, thinking that we're on the moral high ground when, in fact, in some ways, we're even worse than Russian society. You know, as far as our relationship with God is concerned, um, I, I don't get it. And then we're, we're trying to resolve the, the, the conflict feasibly by imposing economic sanctions, which I agree with. 
I don't want to be engaged in a kinetic war with Russia, and I don't think we have any business doing so to defend uh, the Ukraine, which was is like the third or fourth most corrupt country in the world. Um, although the innocent people who live there who are not personally corrupt don't deserve to be attacked by Russia. Yet the way we're going about all this, Sam, is all wrong. So where do you want to start? With the economic sanction argument? I want to start, yeah. With the, I want to start by saying this, ladies and gentlemen. When you, when you walk softly and carry a big stick, you really know you have authority and power. You're humble and wise, as our founders were, to avoid foreign entanglements. You take care of your own, but yet you stay out of conflicts you don't belong in. There's a fine, wise line when you walk softly and carry a big stick. You prepare for war. But you certainly do all that you can to advocate for and work towards peace. And that's the walking softly part. The big stick says, but you know what? You know full well if you mess with us, polite, kind, gentle people, we'll take care of business like nobody. It reminds me like Deacon in the war. Whenever you read books, they always call the, the conservative religious guy Deacon. And at first they make fun of the guy because he doesn't want to go to war. Everybody else is all blustering and I'm going to kill the enemy and I'm crazy. And the, the religious guy says, you know what? I don't want to be here. I want to go home with my mommy. And people laugh at him and mock him or I want to go home to my wife. And people just go, ah, yes, yes, yes. But when the fighting starts, this is the humble guy that everybody wants to be with because he's fearless. He's full of faith and trust in God Almighty, and he says, I've got a duty to do. I don't want to be here. I won't glorify it. I'll humbly submit as necessary to protect hearth and home, to protect and defend my God, my freedom of religion, our wives, our children, etc. And so he doesn't want to go to war. He's not uh, agitating for war. He's afraid of war, but at the same time, he's a fearless, real man soldier. And so Deacon, they mock in the beginning when they're all blustering for war and death and destruction and think the war's a glorious event. But when they realize the real evils of war, they pretty soon say, I want to be in the foxhole with Deacon, man. He knows how to pray and he knows how to fight. I'm telling you right now, Deacon won't leave me. He's full of love and peace and truth and honor and morality and integrity. And man, please let, please let me be with Deacon. That's what happens, and that's what walking softly and carrying a big stick means, ladies and gentlemen. I digress, but I want to highlight that reality for you. Now, let's talk about the ex escalation ladder when it comes to war. Uh, we'll then tie that to the economic reality that we face today, Chris. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> today's discussion is based on an article written by Nick Giambruno. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, from the internationalman.com. And he wrote, wrote a, a brilliant article about the fact that we are not engaging Russia in a kinetic war for obvious reasons. It could escalate to uh, a, a nuclear war, which uh, nobody wants, including Russia or China, uh, you know, because that could get out of hand very quickly and in a very devastating way. But we are engaging them in economic war. We're imposing sanctions on them. But Nick Giambruno is pointing out the fact that in this game of economic sanctions, Sam, we may not have uh, the advantage over Russia. In fact, uh, the European Union certainly does not have the advantage economically over Russia because they are not in a position to be, uh, and I just lost my notes <laughs> in box, but the, the European Union is not in a position uh, to to be going without natural gas, going without uh, oil, because in, as, as far as that is concerned, Russia has all the cards. They hold all the cards. 
and I will try to get my notes back. They, they don't play. hold all the cards, ladies and gentlemen. They just hold enough of the cards um, to play the game. There's very few countries in the world that literally have enough cards uh, to play the game, to literally escalate. And the principle is this, ladies and gentlemen. There's called an escalation ladder. And the escalation ladder is a way to ratchet up on both sides. And if nobody backs down, you just continue to go up this escalation ladder. It's a concept to basically describe how the severity of a military conflict can escalate or increase. At the very top of this escalation ladder, ladies and gentlemen, is all-out nuclear war. Now, see what I mean? Very few countries can go there. Now, a lot of countries have some monikin of you know, military capabilities in terms of uh, escalation. A lot of them have some nuclear capabilities, but not to the point of real, complete nuclear all-out war. Russia, China, the United States are really the only ones that have the wherewithal to get that done. So you got to understand that that's the big threat, and that threat backs people off usually. The problem is, is you escalate, escalate, tit for tat as you go. Nobody willing to back down because everybody supposedly holds the moral high ground. What you get is this game of chicken, Chris. Yes, which it's called mutually assured destruction when it comes to nuclear holocaust. Nobody wants to engage in a nuclear war. Neither side or, you know, if you include China, we could, you know, include them as well. So, and that's kind of a good thing, but it's a bad thing that if we ever got to that point, you know, we'd all be dead. And, you know, nobody would, would win that war. <laughs> but in, in economic terms, um, the United States, we feel in the European Union, we feel that we can win an economic uh, sanctions war against Russia. And uh, Nick Gambino is not so sure about that fact because Russia... Uh, has the European Union over a barrel, pun intended, as far as natural gas and oil are concerned. And even in America, you know, we can we look at our relationship with China and how economically dependent we are on them. And that's true. We're probably at 20, 30 times more uh, dependent upon China, you know, for the, the goods that we receive from them. But looking at Russia, we actually receive a few commodities from Russia that we would be really... Uh, hard-pressed to, to live comfortably without. For example, they produce um, the majority of the fertilizer that we use in this country, and that could have a very powerful impact on our production of, uh, of crops. Uh, so, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've fallen for this lie of this interdependence that we claimed was good and necessary and wonderful. You know, we all wanted to hold hands and teach the world to sing, and it turned out to be completely bogus. Now we've created this interdependent web um, that assures that we're in trouble. So, you know what? Europe depends upon Russia for a lot of their commodities. You can't chop Russia off. Russia has tremendous resources and capabilities uh, for raw materials and products and services that energy, etc., that they really the Europeans can't live without. We're dependent on China in the same way. So we've literally built China and Russia as our formidable foes over the last many, many, many decades, creating this crisis that we're on the precipice of right now. But now you got Russia flexing its muscles. You got China flexing its muscles. Nobody's walking softly. Everyone thinks they got the biggest stick. And so the escalation ladder. Uh, is uh, continuing to be um, literally um, traversed rung by rung. And so we don't want to go to all-out war and have mutual destruction. So what we're doing is we're supplanting that right now with a, quote, economic escalation ladder. The same dynamic exists. The problem is it's far less understood. 
Russia is a powerhouse, folks. You can't think they're a smaller country. No big deal. They're a backwoods nobody. It isn't true. All right? We're in serious, serious trouble economically right now. The more we ratchet down Russia, the more they do things like, oh, let's just make sure nobody gets any nickel. Well, you need nickel for almost everything in modern society, ladies and gentlemen. So we can escalate, but so can they, Chris. They can. Uh, Let me just mention a few others. Aluminum. They are the second largest exporter of aluminum in the world, as as well as oil. Uh, And then I'll read a quote uh, appertaining to that when we get back, Sam. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson. We are talking about war. We're talking about the uh, mutual destruction. We're talking about the escalation ladder and how that applies to the economy as well. What can we do? First, be aware of it. Then, can we take action? You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. As the war in Ukraine by Russian invaders enters its fourth week, Russian artillery has been firing indiscriminately into the capital of Kiev. Vitaly Klitschko is a Ukrainian politician and former boxer who serves as mayor of Kiev and head of Kiev City State Administration. He describes the destruction overnight. Friends, dear Kievans, the enemy continues to attack the capital. In the morning, a residential area in the Padil district was shelled by orcs. One person died, 19 were injured, including four children, six houses, kindergartners, and a school were damaged. Rescuers and medics are working on the spot. Presidents Biden and China's Xi will hold a press conference this hour as the world continues to pray for peace. China has refused to formally condemn the invasion, but Xi did stress the situation was worrisome. USA Radio News. Okay, so we got the chorizo dumplings, the cucumber empanadas. Sara's food truck is popping off. Come on, guys, let's pick it up, all right? But if she doesn't find a new chef, her truck will be stuck. Carl quit this morning, so Jessica, I'm going to need you on the fryer. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for my pillow. Well, now they're on sale at 60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO, with any purchase. But you've got to use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, the radio listener square. Use my promo code USA or call one 800 A COVID-19 vaccine maker is asking the U.S. government to get Americans to take a fourth booster shot. Drug maker Moderna has asked the Food and Drug Administration to authorize a fourth shot of its COVID-19 vaccine as a booster dose for all adults. The request Thursday is broader than rival pharmaceutical company Pfizer's request earlier this week for the regulator to approve a booster shot for all seniors. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Missouri Interstate 57 is back open at this hour in what police called a horrendous crash. More than 135 vehicles collided yesterday in heavy fog, some erupting into flames. The pileups killed six people and stretched about a half mile on both sides of the highway. 
The I-57 crash happened near Charleston in Mississippi County, Missouri. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. A TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. The war ladder, ladies and gentlemen, it's the escalation ladder towards mutual destruction. All-out nuclear war. We're not getting there in a, quote, physical way yet. Russia's increasing it, but we've taken it economics, though. Uh, it's well understood in the war world, if you will, but in the economic world, it's far less understood, this escalation ladder. But you know what? Russia is not just an oil and gas powerhouse, folks but a commodity powerhouse as well. We better understand who we're dealing with as we continue to ignorantly traverse this escalation ladder, Chris. In fact, uh, Nick Giambruno, who is the author of this article, he says this, Sam. He says, taking Russian commodities off of global markets would cause an across-the-board price shock that would decimate financial markets, banks, and practically every industry. Moreover, Russia also has an economic nuclear option that could blow up Western financial systems overnight. And we talked about gold at the beginning of the show uh, and, you know, how it went down, but that was silver. Uh, did you know that uh, Russia produces more gold than any other country in the world? They, they produce 10% of the global, global gold production, okay? And that's, uh, to me... That is very significant in terms of the financial outlook of their prospects if they ever were to be cut off from the rest of the world because they have plenty of gold to back a currency. And here's the thing that um, uh, Nick Giambruno warns the Western world about. What if through these sanctions, uh, Russia decides that they're going to create another economic sphere in conjunction with China, in conjunction with India and other countries like the ones that, that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, Saudi Arabia Afghan, and North Korea, Saudi, to name two of them. Yep, Turkey, Iran, Saudi Iraq. Arabia. And think about these, these countries are probably just chomping at the bit to get off the, the um, petrodollar that has been artificially propped up over the last, what, 70 years, Sam? And, and to align themselves uh, with an economic system that would allow them to become dependent of that petrodollar and of America and of the European Union. You know, if for no other reason, out of spite for the fact that we invaded several countries in the Middle East, and they might be next, including Iran, right? I mean, it's no secret that uh, we as uh, the proxy army for the state of Israel, of course, are threatening eventually to invade the country of Iran. Why wouldn't they want to align with a powerful country like Russia and by extension China? So these economic sanctions, I, I think the warning that uh, Nick Giambruno is trying to give us is that we might push Russia into creating an entirely new global economic uh, a sphere of influence. Now, let me stop you there, Chris. That's exactly what they're trying to accomplish. Joe Biden is a traitor to the United States of America. That's an opinion to which I'm entitled. Come on, FBI and Justice Department, let's discuss it. I have my opinion to which I'm entitled to. And I uh, believe that they're literally pushing for this uh, economic um, 
kind of mutual discussion or destruction, I'm sorry, on the escalation ladder. What they want to do is push it into, hey, eventually um, they create a currency outside the dollar. And as everything melts down, then they want to basically assert a global currency in the wake of their intentional bonfire. It's called the Jubilee. It's called the Great Reset, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing this on purpose. This is not accidental. This is not ignorance. This is not oversight. This is not incompetence. This is intentional economic mutual destruction with a goal of replacing it with a global tyrannical currency to which all must comply. That's their goal, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Go ahead, Chris. And it doesn't matter if Russia does it. It doesn't matter if China takes the initiative in doing it. What it does is it weakens America. And you, t you talked about the price of gold and silver going down. I was shocked when I heard you say that, Sam. I didn't realize that gold had actually gone down. There's only well, one let me direction stop you. it should be going. Let me, yes. let me stop you so people understand. It went down because they have future trading on paper. If everybody were forced to take possession of metal, we'd have economic uh, nuclear reality right now. They don't have the yeah. ability to deliver the, the, the actual physical property. So it's all on paper manipulation, though. So it's not real, but it is influential in terms of the markets, right? Well, it's a, and it's a wonderful buying opportunity. I'm going to run out and get some more gold and silver, Sam. There's no question about it. I mean, if it actually went down, it should be going through the roof. Anyway, so th this has international implications as far as the um, the United States' position as currently still the hegemon of the world. That status is so much in jeopardy because of these international um, developments, uh, the war in the Ukraine, Sam. We need to come to grips with this fact, and we need to be investing our money in something that will retain its value. The dollar bill, it will go the way of the dodo bird, whether that's this year, uh, a year from now, five years from now. I don't know exactly when, Sam. I'm not going to make a prediction on that, but in in um, in light of what's going on in the world, we really need to be concerned. And we really need to quit pointing the finger of blame and shame at Russia for doing the same thing that, that we did in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Libya, and in Syria to a degree. And we need to, to look at our own house and get our own house in, in order as far as our relationship to our uh, Heavenly Father is concerned because that's our only hope. You know, we keep wor we worry more about you know, the pronouns we use to address people who have, are gender confused and have decided that they're another sex. While Russia and China, they don't have such complications in their culture and their society, even though fundamentally they are flawed. I mean, are, who's, who, which culture is worse, ours or theirs? Uh, you know, they're authoritarian, but yes, yet we're authoritarian in, in a way that actually weakens us as far as our ability uh, to defend ourselves militarily, uh, our ability to uh, claim the blessings of God, because we are on the road to destruction as far as our relationship uh, to our, our Heavenly Father. And this land, America, Sam, as we know, is a blessed land. But you know what? It's also cursed. It is also cursed if we turn our backs on God and we think that we're still the moral authority of the world. We're not. We're deteriorating quickly and degenerating quickly as far as that status is concerned. And we need to get uh, sound constitutional leadership in this country and go back to those divine principles that we were gifted by our founding fathers uh, over 135 years ago. And if we don't, 
you know, amen to our ability to, to point the finger of blame and shame at Russia or any other country that we feel is morally inferior to us because we are quickly becoming um, morally inferior to them. So we're in a bad situation, and we need to recognize that. Serious, serious issues, ladies and gentlemen. They are not uh, faint-hearted. That's for sure. And we can watch what the United States is doing as it pushes for a reset. We're being betrayed from the inside, ladies and gentlemen. And our founding fathers warned us of this. If we keep the commandments of God and we obey the principles enshrined in our supreme law, you know what? We don't have to fear from any enemy. Uh, as we turn to God Almighty, he promises us that he'll protect us. He'll even fight our battles for us. But if we don't qualify for those blessings by doing what he asks, of keeping the commandments of God, if we turn our back on him, we're in trouble. And so this economic destruction is intentional, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that. Uh, anyway, there's a couple of things to note. There's a few uh, articles that relate to this and kind of highlight how we can respond personally. When everybody thinks of inflation, they think, hey, let's buy gold and silver as a hedge. They're wise to do so, but there are other options as the most valuable inflation asset as well. John, I think it's Pangier, talks about this, right, Chris? Uh, yeah, Pangri. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that either. Um, yep, and he talks about uh, a fateful event that, that occurred in, on August 15th that you actually referred to in your opening monologue, Sam. 1971, uh, President um, Richard Milhouse Nixon gave a speech to the nation. Uh, and it was a very sobering speech. He was very serious. And uh, he basically said that um, we are about to decouple from the dollar from the gold standard. And he presented it in a way that sounded as if he was doing so to save our country from the, the three bugaboos he referred to as inflation, unemployment, and the devaluation of our currency, as ironic as that seems, Sam, <laughs> he literally was telling the people that we're about to decouple the dollar bill from the gold standard so that we would not suffer inflation, the um, unemployment, and the devaluation of our currency. And I just thought, how many people at that time knew that what he was doing was looking the American people in the eye and lying to them? Or maybe, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he was reading a script and had no idea the implications of his poor decision. But either way, the reality and, and, the, uh, and the events yes. are the same. And, yep. All right, exactly. quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. 
And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson and yours truly breaking it down. They want the escalation ladder to apply to economics. They want to force us into a great global reset. And then they want to betray us on the international stage as they supplant the greatest country on the face of the earth, the United States, with their global tyranny agenda, ladies and gentlemen. The most valuable inflationary prevention asset is not what you think. Most of us think gold and silver, and those are great options. But, Chris... Yeah, so John Pangree in this article that he wrote that we've been talking about, uh, the most valuable inflation asset isn't what you think. And we talk about gold and silver, Sam, and they are good investments. And eventually they will catch up to reality. As we know now, gold and silver are not reflecting reality. Uh, gold should be a lot, and I'm not going to speculate on how high they should be. Silver should be a lot higher as well. But um, he, he talks about uh, farmland. Uh because farmland, unlike gold and silver, uh, and I'll quote, but, but what farmland does that physically gold cannot is give you income. It's an asset producing commodity. And you know, gold, obviously you can sell gold uh, when it increases in value or silver, but uh, farmland is something that they're not making anymore. And I've always been told that by real estate brokers, you know, you, you know, land is something that always goes up, you know, over the long run, of course, not necessarily in the short run. And um, that, you know, we know that uh, Bill Gates is investing in farmland. I don't know if you've heard uh, uh, reports about that. I think you've reported on that, Sam. But uh, farmland is always a good investment. Uh, you know, being able to produce your own food obviously will be an advantage because we're not always going to be able to depend on the grocery store to provide our food, Sam, as you know. And I don't mean to be an alarmist. I just mean to be a realist. We're, we're, we're going into uh, times that we haven't seen since we've been uh, here in America, since America's been uh, in existence. And he talks about, uh, you can see its average compound annual return of about 12%, whereas gold's uh, annual uh, increase is less than 12%. So farmland is a good investment. And I would say with all of our 
uh, investing in material uh, things that we would retain value, Sam, I would suggest that our probably best move would be to invest in our relationship with our Heavenly Father, both nationally and individually. And um, I, I quote uh, Alexis de Tocqueville, who said, America is great because she is good. When Alexis de Tocqueville came to visit from France to America in the, um, I believe it was the 1820s, Sam, uh, he saw something that he did not expect. He saw a society that was, for the most part, self-governing. You know, he talked about the government, but yet he talked about the secret to um, to America's success at that time, and this we're talking about the 1820s, was that the people, for the most part, were God-fearing, self-governing individuals, and how this was the secret to a successful, prosperous, and peaceful society, something that he was not seeing to the same degree in Europe where he was from. And I go on to say, if America ever ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, but I don't believe that I am. I think we're seeing uh, America cease to be great because we are not as good as we have been in the past, Sam. And I go back to my own childhood, you know, to, to make that comparison. The Lord has promised the inhabitants of this land that, quote, if ye shall keep the commandments of God, ye shall prosper in the land, and your enemies shall have no power over you, unquote. Uh, and that's Mosiah 2.31 from the Book of Mormon, Sam. And also I include... Uh, and hold in, on, for those of you who don't believe in or understand the, the Book of Mormon, the same reality check, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is in the Bible, right? It's in, um, what is it, Chronicles. Uh, and it basically says, hey, if they keep my commandments, I'll protect them and I'll heal their land and I'll forgive their sins and I'll protect them. If they don't, hey, we're in trouble. So that's biblical uh, as well, Chris. It's biblical as well. Yeah. I mean, the same promise was extended to the children of Israel on the European continent. And, and they were they were purposely surrounded. Sam, this, I think, is worth noting. They were purposely surrounded by their enemies. And God did that for a very good reason. To keep, to keep them in remembrance of the Lord their God. And when they didn't remember him, the Lord in his love and concern for his people would allow those, those heathen nations, those pagan nations to come in and remind them of their duty towards their God. And I think this nation, we're going to experience some of the same phenomenon here if we're not careful. We're going to be reminded of the importance of maintaining that relationship with with the God of this land, who is our Heavenly Father. And if we don't, we could very well lose our free institutions uh, and our prosperity. And we don't, just because, you know, for our entire lives we've never seen that, and for the entire existence of this nation we haven't really seen that, with maybe the rare exception of the, revol or the um, uh, Civil War, uh, we could very well see that in our lifetime, Sam, and we need to become sober to that fact. So I would like to quote from uh, Spencer W. Kimball's article that we've often quoted from in the past on this show, Sam, the false gods we worship. And he says, we forget that if we are righteous, the Lord will either not suffer our enemies to come upon us. And this is a special promise to the inhabitants of the land of the Americas. And he also says, or he will fight our battles for us. And he gives a scriptural reference for that as well. Sam, I find it strangely ironic that a nation that has sanctioned the unprovoked invasion of Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, and Syria 
are giving military aid to and, and are giving military aid to Saudi Arabia and their predatory invasion of Yemen are now pointing the finger of reprimand to Russia for following that same example in the Ukraine. I think that it is fitting to note that when we point our index finger at Russia, three fingers are pointing back at us. I would admonish anyone who chooses to turn a blind eye to the sins of the United States of America to consider the wise words of the great military leader, Captain Moroni, who said, I would that ye should remember that God has said that the inward vessel shall be cleansed first, and then shall the outer vessel be cleansed also. So we need to cleanse our inner vessel, Sam. And I'm, I know that you would agree with that. Uh, we, it seems like we're more concerned about how to address people by the proper pronouns rather than our proper relationship with our Heavenly Father who has given us our freedom and prosperity and peace heretofore. Ladies um, and gentlemen, and Jeff Clark, say, a millionaire like investor. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, sorry. I, I'll just finish up real quick, and then we can talk about Jeff. Uh, just like people who live in glass houses should not throw stones, a nation who has actively and intentionally made its economy dependent upon its sworn enemies like China, and to a lesser degree Russia, should not be breathing out economic threats in a trade war that they know they will lose. And then go ahead, Sam. Let's talk about Jeff. Yeah, I think Jeff, it's really important. He's literally a millionaire investor, and he kind of highlights this reality, ladies and gentlemen. Bull or bear market. Millionaire trader says, who cares? Doesn't matter. Uh, and he's right because they hold all the purse strings, Chris. Yes. Yep, they do. When we've handed up over our economy to the Federal Reserve System and by extension the World Bank and the, the World Monetary Fund or the National Monetary Fund, we've basically given our economy to our enemies. They, they have no interest in our survival, Sam. We need to acknowledge that fact. And, um, and of course, that happened over 108 years ago. Um, but most people don't even know that. They think the Federal Reserve System is part of the government when in fact it's a consortium of foreign bankers who control the issuance and the distribution of all of our money and then charge us uh, both interest and principal for that service. I say service in quotes, of course. But, uh, you know, that doesn't force us to be unrighteous. It just, it just makes it easier for them uh, to impose their their culture and their standards and their godless uh, agenda on us, which we can either choose to accept or reject. But um, did, did you want to talk more about Jeff, Sam? I just think it's important to understand the reality, ladies and gentlemen. When we talk about walking softly and carrying a big stick, when we talk about the escalation ladder normally related to the military and, and um avoiding mutual destruction but yet climbing that economic and quote war ladder the two have become simultaneous in modern times ladies and gentlemen uh, and the, what you can do to deal with this is you can get constitutional currency you can get farmland those are great guidance reality checks for you but really you got to get right with god as chris wisely pointed out but the billionaire uh, investor or millionaire investor literally says hey it doesn't matter if it's a boomer bust it doesn't matter if it's bull or bear that thing doesn't matter because the war rages on economically first 
I hope it doesn't spill to actual physical on the ground, boots on the ground war. But it very well could. And the way to turn away from this, the way to back away from this, is to understand the false god we worship and turn from that idolistic, concerned reality to a God-based solution. If this nation is to endure, Chris. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those problems will just go away, you know, by nature. If we turn to God, you know, if a dog senses that somebody's afraid of him, he's more likely to attack that person. If a nation, and I'm not saying that Russia or China are any better than, than we are. You know, they've got their own um, idiosyncrasies, if you will. Um, you know, if they sense that America's weak, you, you talked in your introduction about them threatening to take Alaska back in the Antarctic. You know, and they would only do that if they sensed weakness on our part, Sam. And, uh, and, and they're, they're accurate in assessing that we are weaker than we have been in our entire history. And, you know, they would try to, they would attempt to take, take that. Well, I don't know if they ever, I guess they did own it one time back before the, the they, they purchased it in the 1870s, I believe. But, um, you know, we're only strong when we're aligned with God. And like I said before, Sam, uh, there's both a curse and a blessing upon this land. A curse if we forsake our God. A blessing if we uh, worship and build his kingdom on this land and um, he's not he loves his children enough sam to allow them to suffer the consequences of which they are deserving and in his loving kindness he will allow us to to literally uh, be destroyed as a nation not to say that we cannot rebuild this and i think we will i i think and i don't think this nation will be completely and totally destroyed I think the, the Constitution will hang by a thread, as it were. And uh, the, the righteous elders of Israel will come forth and they will uh, buoy that document up and they will reestablish it in its original form and original intent. And um, I'll hand the time over to you, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, if this nation is to endure, it will only be upon those divine divine principles embodied in our founding documents that is the constitution for the united states of america and the declaration of independence ladies and gentlemen uh i'm telling you right now we got to turn to god we got to turn to these wonderful blessed documents for guidance uh and until we do we're in serious trouble but i agree with chris this nation shall endure uh chris final words yours sam without god we cannot win with God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. God save the Republic! Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for. Wow, man, I'm telling you, fl- time just flies. It's March 18th. 
March 18th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founders. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. The checks and balances, brilliant, ladies and gentlemen, and one of the peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration, as you know, and best of all, it's a freedom-loving, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for right, eh? Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. First hour, we talked a lot about Russia. First hour, we talked about walk softly and carry a big stick, and we talked about the escalation ladder. Uh, is really uh, when nations escalate, it's a concept to describe how the severity of military conflict can escalate to the very top. The very top is nuclear war, mutual destruction. Only a few nations are capable of going all the way to the top of that escalation ladder. Russia, China, the United States, to name three, and that's probably all. But the same dynamic, ladies and gentlemen, exists in economic war as well. And folks understand Russia is not just a uh, oil and gas powerhouse. Folks, they're a commodity powerhouse as well. And I'm telling you right now, we act like they're just the little weaklings, uh, but we're literally creating a mutual destruction. I believe that's their intention. They want to eventually push for a global reset, a financial reset, a jubilee, if you will. Uh, but the most v- in- valuable inflation deterrent is not only constitutional currency, gold and silver, but believe it or not, farmland has outperformed most other uh, reality checks as well. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, experts say they don't care if it's a boomer bust market. You can do well if you follow fundamental principles regardless. But the war, the economic war so far, rages on. America's great because she's good, says the Tocqueville. But if America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. We understand that the false gods we worship is the problem. As we look at Spencer W. Kimball's incredible article, if this nation is to endure, ladies and gentlemen, it will only be upon those divine principles embodied in our founding documents, a.k.a. the Constitution for the United States of America. I believe it should be akin to Scripture in our nation and the Declaration of Independence, ladies and gentlemen. That's the summary of last hour, but dovetails with Dr. Scott Bradley in this hour perfectly. Doctor, welcome, sir. Well, thank you very much. Um, You know, when you brought to mind the fact that this is the 18th of March, uh, I don't even know if Americans even consider history anymore. I've got a a kind of a nephew. Well, he is a nephew. Uh, He's in his 20s. He never learned how to even read cursive. We're we're closing the door on so many things that, uh, that tie us to history. And when you mentioned the 18th of March, it came to mind that so earlier this week, it was the Ides of March. And, of course, the Ides of March was an event uh, that uh, should be in everybody's mind. And 44 B.C., when Caesar was assassinated in the Senate. Now, what the heck does that have to do with anything that's going on? If you know the history, and, again, uh, I, I fear and tremble at the fact that we have not been willing to learn the lessons of history, so we are doomed to repeat them. At any rate, uh, there was concerns within the Senate that uh, uh, in 44 B.C., that Caesar was seizing power and going to uh, basically create himself a a power base that no one could could counter. And so there were were different points, and without trying to, you know, review them all, because it is a pretty complex thing, just like everything that's happening to us today, this Ukrainian thing, for example. 
but uh, and our economy, for example, and I mean, you could take almost any point you wanted, but there were those that figured if they killed Caesar, that they would, uh, you know, it, it, the problem would go away. And others were equally interested in obtaining power, like Mark Antony. And uh, so there was a thought, well, let's kill him too. But no, maybe not. Well, Caesar's, all of his uh, power base stay except for Caesar has to go. And then there were those that supposedly um, appreciated Caesar and were his friends that weren't. And so why do I mention this? Well, the fact of the matter is that sometimes uh, issues are very complex, almost always. And unless you can understand the dynamics at play, oftentimes we do a knee-jerk reaction that were played into to make us take a certain uh, approach. We we step right on the landmine. We do whatever we're supposed to, uh, they want us to do. But in addition to that, sometimes taking action that is not well considered actually exacerbates the problem. And uh, and I'll just give the example that uh, that comes to mind. Um, Right after the election and the the uh, shock and horror that many of Donald Trump's followers uh, experienced, they were hoping that FEMA would seize control in the United States. Unmitigated disaster would have followed. This this is absolutely a formula for the destruction of everything Americanist. But there were those that proposed and pr promoted and prayed for even a seizure of power by an entity that many proposed and said was actually more powerful than the U.S. Constitution, had had more credibility and more ability to govern as it should be. And, and again, all of these are opinions. Uh, oh, the military was going to seize power. Oh, well, what makes you think the military is going to implement proper things? They, they surely didn't do a very good job with the deconstruction of the South after the Civil War, so-called. So, so what sometimes it, I just become very, very concerned that without deep dive understandings, and, and I often say an uninformed vote is more dangerous than no vote at all because you have at least a 50-50 chance of making the wrong choice. And very often, what, if there's two choices in front of you or 10 choices in front of you, they're all wrong because they've been all basically brought together to make certain that there are no good choices, you know, the dialectical kind of approach to things. No, no, they're, they're not any good choices based upon how the establishment is presenting things. And by the way, that's that's the Ukrainian war to a T. That's the coronavirus thing to a T. That's our economy to a T. And it's, it's always deception and, uh, you know, the magician's hand wave of his right hand flourish, and you're supposed to really be looking at his left hand because that's the one doing the trickery. And so, I mean, the Ides of March came to my mind when you said the 18th of March, because what ultimately happened was truly the destruction of the uh, Roman Republic because of all of the complexities and, and the um, personalities and the power mongering and everything. And, and so even those that, that wanted to restore the Republic ended up being in the middle of a gigantic civil war in in Rome. And and I fear very often in this country that our ignorance plays to that tune so perfectly that that, that we're just being played. And and virtually every option on the table 
that's ever brought forth, regardless of the political party, regardless of the trusted representative, it's a, it's a bad choice. And, it's and a horrible I, I, choice, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to tie this war escalation reality, not only uh, war but economically, ladies and gentlemen. I believe the United States is engaging in war crimes, ladies and gentlemen, acts of war against Russia. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not defending Russia, okay? I think that the Russia's invasion of the Ukraine is evil and wrong. Waging war is wrong. Goods should cross borders, not armies, okay? I'm for peace. I'm for um uh, appropriate diplomatic relationships. I'm for leadership by example and kindness and love and uh, for the free markets and everything else. But I'm convinced we, the United States, are involved in acts of war. Let me give the details to you. Russia makes $117 million bond payment to avoid default. But it turns out that sanctioned, they call them sanctions. I put left parent acts of war have isolated the country, meaning Russia, financially. It has intentionally driven down the value of the ruble and has cut off Moscow's access to about half of its foreign currency reserves, ladies and gentlemen. That is huge. Now listen, ratings agencies have now slashed the foreign debt, if you will, of Russia Ratings have slashed it about in half. Junk bond status we've got now. And now the ratings agencies, in addition to slashing that, have warned that a default was possible. A default on foreign debt, ladies and gentlemen, would be the country's first since the 1917 Russian Revolution, ladies and gentlemen. So look, why do I say it's acts of war, these sanctions? Because we're literally driving down the value of their currency. We're literally seizing money. We're literally playing games. We're literally saying Americans can't do business with Russians. We're literally saying all these things. Okay, now listen. J.P. Morgan Chase received and processed the payment Russia made after U.S. authorities granted it permission to do so. So let me get this straight. We're going to literally sanction, or in my opinion, commit an act of war, isolating the country financially, literally forcing them to the best of our ability to renege on their debt. When they pay their debt, J.P. Morgan Chase has to go specially to our government and say, can I receive my money? Government says, yes, <laughs> you're kind of the insider bank trading elite status. You can. Uh, the rest of everybody else can't. McDonald's and everybody else just lose your shirt. Yeah, so instead of a no-fly zone over Russia, we got a no-fry zone because they shut down McDonald's. But see, J.P. Morgan Chase can get their money? But yet we got sanctions, but yet oil can flow to Europe still. But yet, okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's all games. It's acts of war. We've turned our economic agenda into acts of war. Let's talk about it with Dr. Bradley in seconds on your radio. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. 
TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. Check out his weekly incredible webinars and a whole lot more. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. I'm saying that Russia literally, in spite of our belligerent warlike sanctions, our acts of war, they make their $117 million bond payment to avoid default. But yet at the same time, we literally have locked everybody down. Nobody can um, you know, trade with Russia or whatever else. There's a lockdown on that. But hey, even though we've committed sanctions, I call them acts of war to isolate Russia, to do our very best to ensure they default. J.P. Morgan Chase was given special permission since the Russians delivered on their commitment. Then J.P. Morgan Chase said, hey, you know what? We're about to get a bunch of cash, baby, from the Russians. Can we receive them? Yeah, J.P. Morgan Chase received them after permission by our government to do so. See, I submit to you this is flat-out acts of war, Dr. Bradley. Well, uh, I think your your statement is quite uh, astute and ac- accurate because <clears throat> basically what we've got going are, are acts of war that are economic rather than than bombs. Now, everything does not have to take the uh, place, you know, take the part of a boots on the ground. I mean, we can do aerial bombing, but we do these economic bombings, if you will, too. And I would remind all your listeners that. The, the economic pieces of things have be, generally been precursors in our history to hot wars, if you will, the wars where they're blasting cannons back and forth at each other. You look at the War of 1812, precipitated by economic sanctions that England had put on, you know, they were the mistress of the sea. They considered themselves able to blockade or to board any ship and go and look and see if it was carrying anything they didn't want it to carry or if it had been in the ports whatever ports. I mean, it, it was economic warfare. They literally and, uh, thought they were God, didn't they? Well, I, I would ask people today to review 
the status of the United States of America in the minds of those that are uh, false leaders at the leading, leading of this nation now. But you look at what happened to World War One and the economic things that were going on. In fact, the, the uh, entrance of the United States into World War One was largely dictated by the J.P. Morgans of the world because they had economic skin in the game. They wanted uh, England and France to win because of the loans that were out there. And as early as, you know, 1914, when we were shipping um, munitions, oh, man, nobody would ever think about doing that, would they, in Ukraine? We were shipping munitions to France and England to use against Germany. Or you look at World War II, what the economic sanctions that were placed on, on Japan for, you know, their Indochina and, and Chinese intrusions, uh, Korean and so on. I mean, almost everything, uh, every big blast that we've had <laughs> has been tied back to an economic thing to begin with before the war got hot, for us anyway. And, and so there we, there we have a lot of historical perspectives, and that's why I tell people, look, read history. I mean, it doesn't just, you know, the Ides of March, okay, fine, figure out what it is. But all of these economic things that are being done currently in the world are based upon how we have precipitated war in the past. And, and it's, um, if, if your people are starving, if their economy is being destroyed, if your industry can't participate, whatever, if the United States has done that, what, what's, I mean, just because there's not a bunch of rubble laying there on the ground that you blew up with a Tomahawk missile doesn't mean you haven't destroyed the economy or caused starvation or caused some kind of challenge uh, for, the, for the people in the land. And then the absurdity of claiming that uh, the inflation in the United States is caused by Russia. What an absolute lie. Of course, they've never lied to us before. I mean, the coronavirus thing would verify that. But but the fact of the matter is our economy is in a shambles because of bad economic policy, even of the people at home here. And for us to say, oh, no, Russia, oh, they're the aggressor. Oh, the gas prices, it's Russian. Holy cow. Look, uh, <laughs> look within our own hearts and see where we have been and where we are, and we'll discover that literally we're committing na national suicide and we're attempting to get other nations to be destroyed too. The whole thing is a deception, and it's tragic, and it's a travesty, but most Americans are unwilling to look at the big picture. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The reason that I say that it's war sanctions is just imagine if China, Russia, the Ukraine, North Korea, Syria, Iran, do I need to keep naming countries? What if they all got together and said, hey, we're going to economically sanction the United States. No energy flows to them. No products whatsoever flow to them. We're jettisoning the dollar tomorrow. Uh, we're going to go ahead and sanction. And you know what? We call all of our debt instantly due tomorrow. We would call it economic acts of war. Would we not, doctor? Oh, absolutely. And it would be. And it is when we do Of course. It. But we're doing that very thing, pretending, dishonestly lying to the people in America, pretending we have the moral high ground and we're protecting the Ukraine. We're doing no such thing. We, we don't have it. There isn't a moral high ground that is being followed right now. There is a moral high ground that could be found, but we're not following it. And, and our, if we had a decent foreign policy that followed the original 
foreign policy established back 230 years ago and carried forth for largely the first century anyway, we would we would be in the economic high ground. We would be in the political high ground. We'd be in the moral high ground all the way across the board. We could, as you talked about, export ideas, export um, principle, export freedom. Solutions, example, basic. light on a hill example, right? Exactly. But that isn't what we're doing. You know, we say, oh, no, those Muslims, they're horrible. They convert by the sword. They march into a country and whack everybody's head off that doesn't become part of their religion. We're trying to convert the world by the sword to our political philosophy. And it's it's really strange because it is not the baseline Americanist philosophy. It's a new global philosophy with the, you know, the United Nations and the Council on Foreign Relations and and these big economic summits, the G20, the G7, all of these guys that are attempting, as you mentioned the word earlier, a reset. And, uh, you know, the Klaus Schwab guys and the people from Davos. And these are the people that, well, I liken it kind of, and this is, I don't know as you want to take the time to discuss this, but I liken it to the 17th chapter of the book of Revelation, where this whore of all the earth is riding into all the nations on the back of a scarlet beast. Now, of course, scarlet is the uh, the color we often think of when it comes to this communist socialistic kind of perspective. They're using this perspective to get into all the countries of the world, and ultimately the scarlet beast turns and devours the whore. Okay, and to go read the 17th chapter of the book of Revelation and see, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, is this something similar that's happening to the world? All of these economic powerhouses, these money mongers, these paper mongers, whatever you want to call them, that want to run the economies of the world into the ground so that they can reset the thing, they'll be devoured, according to the scripture. And uh, it's just amazing to me that we can't seem to make some of these connections, and, and the United States has lost its bearings, that we don't have any good diplomacy anymore. We don't have any good um, wise statesmen, it doesn't seem. Uh, you know, if there are some, I'm unaware of them. But maybe there's one or two out there somewhere, probably, you know, sound asleep right now or something. But the fact of the matter is the United States is at fault in almost everything that's happening here because we're violating the original intent and because we're doing it for some other, shall I say, uh, agenda. And and it, it may be Klaus Schrauss's uh, uh, or... Bill Gates, or or it may be the Council on Foreign Relations, or it may be the United Nations. I mean, all of these things are playing together in opposition to what our real approach to things should be. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're in a really bad world of hurt right now because we don't have righteous leadership, which brings us and back to And let me give you an example of what's doing. happening to kind of highlight this, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden's trying to go to Iran to buy oil. <laughs> Iran. Okay, Joe Biden's trying to get to Venezuela to buy oil. See, these people are, have dictator thugs. Many of them we've literally put in place with our coups and everything else around the world. We're in over 130 nations, militarily speaking. Uh, so we have created this crisis, but now Joe literally consorting with the enemy because Russia's supposedly a bigger enemy. Now, I'm not defending Russia. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we ought to trust the Russians. Okay, look, um, Vladimir Putin came to the KGB for crying out loud. This guy's not a Christian leader. 
like a lot of people believe. This guy's not for the free market. He just wants his brand of communism slash socialism to take over. It's kind of like the Republicans and Democrats. They just want their brand. They don't care about liberty. They just want their brand of tyranny. Which brand do you like, the Republicans or the Democrats? Do you want the Vladimir Putin or the Joe Biden's brand of tyranny? That's all they're debating about, ladies and gentlemen. But I submit to you that we're engaged in acts of war. And we're the literal causer of this in the first place. Let's talk more in seconds. Liberty Roundtable, live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A year after raising the alarm on the open southern border, California Republican Representative Kevin McCarthy on One America News says things are getting worse, not better. Because what's happening, not only does he have an open border, President Biden, allowing all these people illegally in, we now have fentanyl, enough fentanyl in America to kill every single American seven times over. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, after refusing to comply with a subpoena from the January 6th committee, is now facing voter fraud charges in North Carolina. The complaint alleges Mr. Meadows registered to vote in 2020 to an address he never visited. President Biden and China's Xi Jinping are set to speak on Friday. The White House has warned Beijing not to assist Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a claim China denies and will be clarified when the two talk. Thanks for listening and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. I need four more of the biscuit carnitas, two burnt end platters, three... The kitchen at Kai's Barbecue is firing on all cylinders. Greg, help me bring these to the pickup counter. He needs food runners who can hit the ground quickly. 86 on the chicken and we're short-staffed. Let's pick it up. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for my pillow. Well, now they're on sale at 60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? With any purchase, but you've got to use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, the radio listener square. Use my promo code USA or call one 800 951-8175. The National Transportation Safety Board reported last night the driver of the pickup involved in a fiery head-on collision in Texas that killed nine people, including six University of the Southwest golfers, was only 13 years old. President Biden's Supreme Court of the United States nominee, if approved, may need to recuse herself from one of her first cases. At her Senate confirmation hearing next week, Supreme Court nominee Kentanji Brown-Jackson will immediately face calls to recuse herself from one of her first major cases she would hear as a justice, a challenge to Harvard University's use of race as a factor in undergraduate admissions. Jackson, an alumna of Harvard College and Harvard Law School, currently sits on the university's board of overseers that provides counsel to the university's leadership on priorities, plans, and strategic initiatives. From the USA Radio News Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt. March Madness basketball tournament upset last night as Kentucky lost to St. Peter's in overtime. USA Radio News.
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm telling you that I submit to you that we're involved in war crimes, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not defending in any way uh, Russia, but I am saying that we are the problem, and I'm highlighting the fact that we are the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We pretend we're not, but we lie to the people. We dishonestly lie to the people, and that's what's kind of going on, and I believe that the United States, led by Joe Biden, is becoming the greatest war criminal on the planet that doesn't mean that the other acts of war by russia and everything else are avoided or that i'm not saying they're guilt or that they're innocent i'm not saying that at all but what i am telling you is that we the people have got to really understand and think through this reality so we reported on ben um swan's uh video about the bio labs that are in the ukraine and we, the government, have been funding and using those biolabs. Now, we lied and said they didn't exist, got caught, and we proved they exist with testimony uh, before Congress. Uh, and then, in addition to that, they then said, well, don't worry, they were old Soviet Union labs. And my response is not, and they say, we're dismantling them. Not true, it's been 30 years. Then they said, oh, well, the labs are fine, they exist, and, um, well, okay, we built some of them, but they're only used for inert purposes. Now we find out that is a lie as well. Exclusive new info. Ukraine biolabs may have been creating bioweapons. Ben Swan. Here he is. Exclusive information about the Ukraine biolab story that some media and politicians are still pretending don't exist. And now we have brand new information you're not going to see anywhere else because it's being scrubbed from the Internet. Not only do we have new insight into what was inside of those labs, but also new information about the people working there being given diplomatic immunity. And not only that, but that people living around some of those labs over the past decade have become sick with cholera and even swine flu. Plus, do these labs have anything to do with the overthrow of the Ukrainian government in 2014? A lot of information to get to today. I'm Ben Swan. This is Truth in Media. Have it, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and stop that. I wanted to highlight that, Dr. Bradley. And now when you say that we scrub this from the Internet so we the people can't have access to the truth, when the government then lies to the people and say we've got to take the side of Ukraine, when Joe pretends he has the purse strings and puts millions and millions and millions of dollars into the Ukraine, not only financial, but military hardware, fueling the military-industrial complex, when you realize we had labs there and then lied about it, um, then you start to say not only are we declaring war on the Ukraine, declaring war on Russia, literally declaring war on the world, but they're literally declaring war on U.S. citizens when they deny us uh, information and the truth and reporting. It turns out that these bio labs were used for the nefarious purposes we claimed. And they first mocked us and said, you guys are crazy. You guys are nothing but conspiracy theorists. And now we've documented it to the point where, hey, we know the truth, right? And, and so I look at this and I say, it's nothing but acts of war against everybody and everything. It's a crash and burn force for the reset policy we got going on at every turn. And every piece of information that we uncover points to a more sinister and more sinister narrative by the minute, sir. You know, your government has never lied to you, Sam. And uh, for people that believe that, they're completely delusional. And, and we have the last two years, 
at every single step of the way, you were lied to. Not just you, but I and everyone else in this nation, and indeed everyone in the world. There was not a lick of science involved in any of the things that happened. A safe and effective vaccine? Come on. We know neither could be possibly demonstrated. We have been, we have been basically put under the thumb of a totalitarian government. And, and suddenly, because of a Ukrainian development, as this coronavirus thing seems to be waning, at least in the hearts and minds of the people, I don't believe we're done with it yet, though, because I believe they'll, they'll play Act 3 or 6 or whatever it is now when they, when they get an opportunity to further implement tyranny. But right now the people are just tired of it, and so they're redirecting our attention to this other thing, and they're feeding frenzy. Whenever you see such a complete, not just narrative or storyline, it is a script that's being handed to those talking heads, with a few exceptions, such as your program, Sam. With a few exceptions, this truly is a it's 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 a script, and and we're following it. And it's interesting how we get bamboozled, we get deceived, we get brought down that primrose path. All the way along the line, you, you look at World War II, for example. Hitler and Stalin put together a non-aggression pact in August of 1939. They started World War II by invading Poland in September of 1939. And then after Hitler had consolidated his um, uh, backside, if you will, in Western Europe, he turned his attention against the Soviet Union. What did we do? We jo joined Uncle Joe. The United States joined Uncle Joe Stalin in the war against Hitler. We chose a side. Which was more heinous, Hitler killing six million Jews or Uncle Joe Stalin killing 10 million kulaks in Ukraine? And by the way, they that's called both... Holodomor, just so people understand, right? Right, you've heard about it, probably somebody's kicking it around. They're using that as justification to hate Russia today. But the fact of the matter is we chose Uncle Joe. We sent them almost a half a million military vehicles, just vehicles alone. Tons of other war material. And, and the fact of the matter is that, that we kind of change our colors, our spots, or whatever you want to call it, every chance we get for, to further a process. And I really believe FDR and his uh, communist cronies had chosen communism over fascism. They're both poison. They're all poison. I mean, de Gaulle was an... <coughs> Excuse me. De Gaulle was another form of socialist, the, the war in Europe really was a gang war. Which gang was going to be in charge when they got done? Which, you know, whose gang colors were going to be flying over their capitals? And the fact of the matter is the United States chose positions. We entered the war. There was no need for us to be in any of those things. World War I is probably even more egregious in its violations of everything. But we entered that for economic purposes based on the J.P. Morgans and their other money mongers. And, and, and so we, we, we kill our own economy. We kill our own belief system. In fact, the Carnegie Institute did a study uh, back in the early part of the 20th century on how do they best change the values, attitudes, and beliefs of the, United, of the world, uh, of a government. War, and, sir. And, the, and, and well, that is exactly right. The most permanent a way to change the, the mores, the values, attitudes, and beliefs, is through war. I mean, we go on institutional, uh, legalized mass murder 
and the everybody comes out of the home and goes to the war machine. Mothers leave children with grandmothers or whatever. That, that nowadays that wouldn't happen so much, but uh, that's the way it was in World War One. Uh, the the boys went over to Europe and 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 killed people that really was our heritage historically, and got introduced to all sorts of egregious things, and and it changed our country. It really changed our country. The follow on in the twenties and thirties. Uh, you know, the so much of that led to further debauchery. It was worse in Europe, by the way. And we end up with another war to, to change values, attitudes, and beliefs. In October of 1945, they implement the United Nations. And then in 49, we got NATO, a regional arrangement out of the United Nations, a military arm of the United Nations, and we're seeking to expand it. And guess what? Ukraine is trying to get in the United Nations because it would bring us to any war, any any scrape that they got into, we'd be in it. All of these things are done by purpose. And, and Americans just are so blindly accepting, oh, our government would never lie. Can you believe that after two years of blatant lying, unremitting lying, every single aspect of the government has lost its credibility or should have lost its credibility if we've had thinking human beings, that, that nothing they have done has any truth in it, and suddenly oh, we're getting nothing but the truth. The media was involved in it. You know, the entertainment people, the politicians everywhere in this coronavirus thing, and suddenly, oh, no, 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 there, I know that was a lie before. No, but, but now, now that we have this other script, we've got to get in line and march off to war. And as you point out, it's, it's already underway economically, and the United States has no, we, we have no right to do what we're doing. We are the belligerent. And, uh, and ultimately, it will lead to the destruction of the U.S. economy because as if people think about this for a minute, the effort is to get another, I guess you could call it a reserve currency, which is what the U.S. dollar is right now. When the U.S. dollar is removed from that list or replaced by a basket of currencies, we're going to start to see the real value of all the dollars that were created in the last several decades. We'll see the dollar sink to a level that we have never guessed it could in the past. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back from the break, the final segment I want to spend on the repercussions of our belligerence, of our immorality, of our pretending we have the moral high ground while waging war and backing the military-industrial complex and destroying the sovereignty of other nations everywhere we go. The repercussions will be swift. We'll talk about them in seconds on your radio. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches. 
in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. With news the networks refuse to use, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. These are just the musings of Sam Bushman. Probably worth uh, what I'm charging you for them. Uh, and so just consider what I have to say and, and think about this. I'm saying the U.S. is involved in all kinds of belligerence and has been literally for decades, but it's become uh, epic proportion at this point. We literally are violating the sovereignty of nation after nation after nation after nation. We are literally agitating for war at every turn, economically, physically, etc. We are literally fueling and funding the biggest economic and physical war machine the world has ever known. We are literally agitating at every single turn possible. Kamala just went to Europe, but it was a disaster. So economic uh, sanctions, acts of war, all these, you know, fueling and funding uh, military industrial complex act of war, literally violating sovereignty and the immoral immorality of this warmongering, this murdering babies by abortion, this death and destruction agenda we seem to be hell bent on, ladies and gentlemen, will not continue unabated. It will have absolute consequences. Write it down. Remember who's telling you. I'm going from the Bible. I'm going from what God has said to we the people. I'm going from the example and leadership and guidance of the founding fathers to avoid this like the plague. All right. But when Russia makes this payment and we literally have to give permission to J.P. Morgan Chase to accept it while everybody else is sanctioned 66 ways from Sunday, we literally are trying to create an act of war and engineer the default of a nation. Okay, and then when we have these Ukraine biolabs, we're literally creating bioweapons all around the world. I don't know what will happen if those bioweapons labs fall in the hands of Russia or fall in the hands of who knows or what's been done. But I can tell you this, no good comes from it, I can, I can assure you. But ladies and gentlemen, there will be repercussions. Many of the repercussions will just be reality. In other words, cause and effect. Uh, you go ahead and print a gazillion dollars and pretty soon your dollar's worth nothing. That's a cause and effect reality. You go ahead and wage war and you're going to, you know, you, 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 you advocate for war, you agitate for war, you create war, you have rumors of war. Eventually, you know what, if war, 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 is the, pretty soon war will be the mandate. You want war? Hang around war criminals. You want to get rich? Hang around rich people. You want to do what's right? Hang around the God-fearing people, right? Okay, it's very simple. Uh, the value of the company you keep matters. 
But I digress except to say this. Not only there will be natural cause and effect consequences, there will be God's consequences for our abuses, for our pro-death, murderous agenda from the womb to the tomb, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now, God is giving us warnings. He's giving us economic warnings. He's giving us plagues like sickness warnings. He's also giving us warnings in the weather, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake, these warnings should not be lost on a people that could clearly get it and repent and change, if we will. Headline says this, Dr. Bradley, drought conditions expected to worsen and spread further through the spring. Winter precipitation amounts were not enough to significantly improve conditions around the country, government scientists said. Drought conditions are likely to continue across more than half the continental United States all the way at least through June. Straining water supplies and increasing the risk of wildfires is the problem, says the um, OSHA, or I'm sorry, not, not OSHA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said nearly 60% of the continental United States is experiencing drought, ladies and gentlemen, which is the largest part since 2013, NOAA said, issuing its spring outlook. They got a big broadcast forecast for April, May, June. And they say, while these conditions are not new, the agency expects them to worsen and spread in the coming months. And then here's where they, in my opinion, lie. Because of above average temperatures and below average precipitation, that's going to turn everything back in the wrong direction. After a winter in some drought-stricken western states had seen improvement and they were in better shape than they were last summer but it's going to get worse um some states in the southern plains are going to get worse texas um kansas etc lake powell believe it or not one of two huge reservoirs on the colorado river fell this week to its lowest level than more than it's ever been in its history that's more than 50 years it's getting closer to a threshold that would shut down hydropower production, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. And I believe this is God warning us. Some would say punishing us. I wouldn't. I would say God does this for our sakes. He gives us these turmoil things to make us remember him and turn to him. I beg us to do so. Dr. Bradley, what do you think of my assessment, and do you think we'll do it? I don't think we'll do it, sadly. Uh, that's a kind of a brief uh, answer. But, but uh, the, your position, I think, is accurate if we'll, we'll take the time to analyze it. We've talked often about uh, George Mason, what he said in the Constitution Convention of 1787 about how nations, because they don't exist in the eternities, must either get their reward or punishment in this life. And, um, and, and that's the way things work out. It really, truly is. And, and what you're saying is not a popular position, but if you go back and you, and you, uh, you look at us speaking against these wars and this, these uh, undiplomatic approaches to things that, uh, that the founders warned us about, George Washington in his farewell address uh, spoke in such a way that probably could be applied to those of us that have been speaking this way. He said, real patriots who may resist the intrigues of the favorite are liable to become suspected and odious, while its tools and dupes usurp the applause and confidence of the people to surrender their interest. 
And so these things uh, can be warnings, obviously. Sometimes, sometimes, very rarely anymore, we have uh, good diplomats, for example. And I hearken back 85 years ago. If we just got a minute, I'd like you to read something that was said by a, a former Undersecretary of State, a great spiritual leader and wise constitutionalist, a guy by the name of J. Reuben Clark, Jr., Back in April of 1937, he made a warning about these war footings that nations go on, and it applies directly to the United States. If you got a second, I'd like to just share that with your yes, listeners. Yes, please. He said, furthermore, well, that's just a second. I guess I probably ought to start. There is strong reason, strongest reason to believe, for believing that some of the most skilled, astute, and shrewd diplomats, politicians, and statesmen of all Europe are now planning to have the people of the United States finance the next European war. This was 1937, remember this, either before the war begins or during its progress. Furthermore, certain of these same diplomats, politicians, and statesmen are planning to entice the United States into an offensive and defensive military alliance in order that we shall participate in that next world war by sending our young men to the battlefields of Europe. The argument they now plan to use to bring this about is that in this way only can the peace of the world be preserved. Wow, this is a most profound fallacy. That's a lie, people, going on. It will unfortunately find a sympathetic ear among many of the people of this country who do not fully understand international relations. It will require the wisest statesmanship on our part to prevent the United States from becoming again the victim of a world military catastrophe. I would submit to you, people, that 85 years later, this odious patriot statement would apply equally and probably on steroids. America, the United States, is being sucker punched across the entire world on every single level. I don't care if it's a medical catastrophe that's contrived and foisted, or it's an economic one, or it's a belligerent war effort, we are being sucked into this by by those that Clark called these skilled, astute, shrewd diplomats, politicians, and statesmen that are planning to have these people, these United States, sucker punched into all of this stuff that's going on. And, uh, and literally, as you point out, Sam, these things aren't without consequences. And as George Mason pointed out, because nations don't exist in the eternities, we have to face those consequences, pro or con, good or bad, while this, while we're in this mortal existence. And and I, we we need to turn back to the the sound foundational principles that God ordained on this nation to begin with. By so doing, we'll embrace His His commandments. We'll become a less adulterous nation, a less vulgar, crude, belligerent. I mean, the Prince of Peace, I mean, his very name says, don't do what you're doing. And, you know, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All of those names of Christ are are really being besmirched by everything the United States is doing right now. We have turned from the God of this land, whom I believe is truly the God of this land, and established this land for his good and noble purposes that his people might be free and independent, that we might worship him and serve him and perform all the labors we need to on this earth. We have turned our back on that. And the highest levels of our politicians 
are fostering these wrong things. And, and I think the people the, of the whole nation are more interested in March Madness or more interested in, um, you know, the Super Bowl that was recently played, I think. And some of these other nonsensical things, it's not to say they're bad in and of themselves, but they're distractions. And, and we allow ourselves to be betrayed, and, and we have such a short institutional memory. Well, individuals have bad memories, apparently, too. When we have listened to two years of lies, unremitting, unrequited lies, Oh, no, but what they're telling us now and, is And the longer we truth. go, the more we've exposed those lies as well. The truth shall make you free if you turn to the right media sources. But, ladies and gentlemen, it starts with cleansing the inner vessel, though. Look, the nation is no more strong than the individuals and the families uh, that are in it. And so we've got to cleanse the inner vessel, per, vessel personally. We've got to do so within our families. And then we've got to get on our knees and get God's guidance and protection and then stand up and insist on uh, restoration of the true principles. And we got to do that through the checks and balances that America is brilliantly known for. We can become a light on a hill again. We can become an example to other nations. We can truly hold the moral high ground. And there's only one path to getting that done, and that's turn to God Almighty. Turn to Jesus Christ as our Savior. Set aside theological differences and understand that, look, we believe in the God of miracles. We believe in the author of our liberty. And we're going to prove our faith and our belief by our thoughts and our actions. Will we do what he asks us to do? And ladies and gentlemen, we need to stop this abortion mill. We need to stop this war mill. We need to stop this uh, belligerent uh, violation of the sovereignty of other nations. Uh, there are sound principles we must adhere to or we are in trouble. And I believe that God is giving us warnings now before he takes off the gloves, if you will. You think we've seen something so far? You ain't seen nothing yet, people. But I'm telling you, the warnings are there, giving us every opportunity to change and repent. My prayer is that we will. Final words, yours, Dr. Bradley, 20 seconds. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's absolutely true. We, you know, you mentioned uh, stop these religious, uh, I don't know, prickliness to each other. I, I just recently did a big study on the American founders. Their religious sects were different, but they worked together for liberty. And we've got to start doing that today so that we can unite and continue to worship our God as we desire to do. FreedomsRisingSun.com to learn more about the incredible webinars and website of Dr. Scott Bradley. FreedomsRisingSun.com. I'm Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundTable.com. Syndicated by LovingLiberty.net and BrighteonRadio.com. For Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman and everyone hopefully listening, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. <laughs>